Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2198. Why your expensive luxury car doesn't impress smart people. And what is the difference between cheap and frugal? Both by Len Penzo of lenpenzo.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. I have a brand new author for you today. I'll tell you more about Len right after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Why Your Expensive Luxury Car Doesn't Impress Smart People by Len Penzo of lenpenzo.com. A few days ago, a reader named Jennifer left a comment on my blog lamenting the sense of entitlement she saw in many people. Here's an excerpt, quote, I know a woman who's a single mother and hit up her friends for money to replace the engine in her SUV. I declined to participate because even though I have a lot more money than her, I have a nine-year-old car that's worth maybe $2,000 and hers is worth about $30,000. Her engine costs more than my whole car. I'll admit that peer pressure is real though. I've had many people mock my car and if I cared, I would run out and get a fancier one, end quote. Ah, Jennifer, let them mock you all they want because those people clearly have a misguided view of how the world really works. Yes, it's true, a large segment of society still believes that the car a person drives is a status symbol that accurately reflects the level of financial success he or she has achieved. The truth is, smart people know nothing could be further from the truth. As far as smart people are concerned, and even dummies like me, the sticker price of somebody's car can never be considered a reliable indicator of financial success. If you don't believe me, just look around. The proof is everywhere. For example, here in Southern California, I see teenagers driving BMWs and Lexuses, or is it Lexi? All the time. I don't think most of them hit it big blogging or own wildly successful businesses at that tender age. I also see people working in jobs that pay $30,000 per year driving infinities. Is that supposed to be impressive? More like stupid. Heck, Jennifer's friend owns a relatively modest priced SUV and she couldn't even afford to get the engine fixed. So clearly, one cannot determine the size of a person's bank account merely by the type of car they drive. I know a couple that used to live in my little neighborhood community who drove brand new his and her BMWs. Guess what? The bank foreclosed on their house a while back and they had to move away. 
Although I don't know the exact circumstances that led to the foreclosure, perhaps if they drove more modest cars that didn't require huge monthly payments or better yet, no payments at all, they might still be living in their home today. Although we can truly afford to drive almost any car we desire, both the Honeybee and I drove our 2001 Honda Odyssey and 1997 Honda Civic, respectively, for more than 15 years before finally getting new Hondas. Those cars are not glamorous, obviously, but I kept them well-maintained. Best of all, for the majority of the time that we drove them, they were paid for. Although she didn't say so, I bet Jennifer's car is paid off. I'll also wager the vast majority of newer luxury cars on the road aren't. And while those overextended luxury car owners will continue to be saddled with some hefty car payments over the next several years for the privilege of traveling to their jobs in style, the rest of us will continue driving our Honda Civics, Toyota Corollas, and Ford Focuses, or is it Foci? And use the money we save for our relentless drive towards financial freedom. And guess what? Most of us don't care what the others think either. If I had to give any advice to Jennifer on this subject, I would tell her that she should never fear peer pressure for owning a beater for a car. Financially savvy people actually consider it a badge of honor. What's the difference between cheap and frugal? By Len Penzo of lenpenzo.com. Depending on who you talk to, the economy may or may not be booming, but it seems like there's always more than a few people who are looking to find additional and more creative ways to save a buck or two. The trouble starts when they cross the fine line between frugal and cheap. With that in mind, I recently had lunch with a friend of mine who called me a cheapskate because I dared to bring home a healthy handful of extra napkins that an overzealous fast food server had placed on the tray with my meal. I'm not, I told him. Oh, yes, you are. Really? Really? I just stared at him for a few seconds with that WTF look before I finally broke the silence. I forgive you. You forgive me, my friend said. For what? For being a moron who doesn't know the difference between cheap and frugal. And no, I didn't use the term moron. Of course, my buddy and I were just having a little good-natured fun with each other. But still, that little episode got me to thinking, what's the difference between cheap and frugal? Oh sure, there are the usual examples of a typical cheapskate. For example, purposely grabbing hundreds of ketchup packets or um, napkins from a restaurant. But there are other subtler differences too. The difference between cheap and frugal is a fine line. Frugal folk have a long-term pragmatic approach to saving money. Most wealthy people, including your typical millionaire next door neighbor, are naturally frugal. On the other hand, short-term thinking plagues the cheapskates among us. For example, deciding to save a little money upfront by not buying a business suit to wear for job interviews. Unlike cheapskates, frugal people not only understand that a penny saved is more than a penny earned, but that those saved pennies are meant to be eventually spent in the pursuit of happiness cheapskates tend to save money simply for the sake of, well, saving money. There are other indicators. The frugalistas of the world are concerned about getting value for their money. Cheapskates aren't usually willing to pay more for quality. What matters is the number. And while frugal people can be generous, cheapskates find it difficult to be so. 
I'm frugal, but I'm not afraid to occasionally pick up the entire tab for dinner when I'm out with friends. I know many other frugal folks who are the same way too. That would never happen with a cheapskate. Here's another tell. The next time you're out dining or shopping and want to know whether a decision you make is a sign of healthy frugality or distasteful cheapness, ask yourself whether your action is affecting you alone or those around you too. Frugalistas tend to make decisions that only affect themselves. On the other hand, money decisions made by typical cheapskates usually affect those around them. For example, a frugal person would never shortchange a waiter on a well-deserved tip just to save a couple bucks. The cheapskate, however, wouldn't think twice. While being frugal has an almost heroic quality to it, being cheap has always come with a stigma. After all, nobody appreciates the tightwad label. Striving to spend less than you earn and saving money are noble endeavors. But like anything else in life, pinching pennies can be taken way too far, which is why many people end up being characterized by others as selfish and stingy. As for whether disparaging labels like that are really warranted, well, that ultimately depends upon whether you're cheap or frugal. Which one are you? You just listened to the post titled Why Your Expensive Luxury Car Doesn't Impress Smart People and What is the Difference Between Cheap and Frugal, both by Len Penzo of lenpenzo.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Thank you to Len for these posts. He started his blog in December of 2008. Since then, it has garnered more than 17 million page views and 10 million visitors. He's always had a strong disdain for debt, which is why he's been practicing sound personal finance management since he graduated from high school many years ago. Using funds he saved working as a teenager and throughout college, he was able to fully pay for his own education, room, and board without the benefit of any loans. 
The only debt he has is a $470 monthly mortgage payment, which he's managed to work down over the years via strategic refinancing. For a lot more great articles and content from him, check out lenpenzo.com. And big thanks to Len for letting us share his work. These posts made me think about the concept of stealth wealth as depicted in the book, The Millionaire Next Door. That book helped me realize that most millionaires are not living in the lap of luxury like we imagine. They live below their means and they don't flaunt their wealth with material possessions. I think there's a distinct difference between being rich versus being wealthy, though most people use those words interchangeably. When I imagine a rich person, I think of someone with a high income that spends their money on stuff. When I imagine a wealthy person, I think of someone who uses whatever income they have to buy assets, not stuff. Assets are things like stocks, bonds, real estate, and businesses, anything that can allow your money to make more money. Wealthy people recognize that money can be put to work, and that's going to provide much more security and peace of mind in the long run. The more time I spend around people who have reached financial independence and have the kind of wealth where they can do whatever they want, the more I realize how immune they are to this kind of posturing with fancy looking stuff. Wealth doesn't look like luxury on the outside a lot of the time. It looks like money in the bank and most millionaires in the US aren't flashy about it. You'd really never know by looking at them. Just take someone like Warren Buffett. The man is worth something like $84 billion and yet he still lives in the same house he bought for $31,000 in 1958. Talk about living below your means. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day. And I'll see you on the Thursday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.